0: In this episode, we explore a kingdom dynamic that can release answers and exponential breakthroughs to prayer and proclamation. The Wild Ox Podcast. Tight episodes, 10 minutes or less. This is Brian Del Turco. Each episode highlights a fresh kingdom prayer dynamic, and then we activate a prayer edge in culture, society, and the nations. Psalm 92.10. My horn a symbol of strength and warfare. You have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. About two weeks ago, Isaiah 58 really flared up in me during my personal time with the Lord and word and prayer. There are different key reasons why prayer may not be answered. We know that James says that wrong motivation and loving the world will short circuit our prayer. He also says in chapter one, that double-mindedness will kill our prayer. Jesus said, unforgiveness will quench prayer. In Isaiah 58, Isaiah talks about what I'm calling the God ethic. And this ethic was first prescribed for Israel and it finds its fulfillment in Christ. And we are able to live out this ethic with joy through the empowerment of, of the Holy Spirit, Isaiah 58, the people were praying and they were saying to God, why have we fasted and why have we afflicted our souls and you're not taking notice, God? There was no answer, no breakthrough to what they were praying for. And God begins to take them to task about what I'm calling the God ethic. And he says that the fast that I choose is to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens in people, let the oppressed go free, that you break every yoke. God wanted them to share their bread with the hungry, that they would bring the poor into their home, and that they would clothe the naked and not hide themselves from their own flesh. Then, guess what? All of the pent-up prayer and desire of the people would be released. In verse 8, God says, "...then..." Then your light shall break forth like the morning and your healing will spring forth. Your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and I will say, here I am. I'm ready to meet you at your point of request and belief. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light will dawn in the darkness. The darkness will be like noonday to you. I will guide you. I will satisfy your soul in drought. I will strengthen your bones. Even their physicality would be energized. You will be like a watered garden, physically, psychologically, and spiritually, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you will build the old waste places And you will raise up the foundations of many generations. God says, when you delight yourself in the Lord in this way, in verse 14, I will cause you to ride on the high places of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. It is settled truth when the scripture says, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. My friend, I'm just wondering about our personal prayers, about the prayers of our churches about the prayers of companies of believers that we run with, prayers of the body of Christ in a nation? Could it be that we are not experiencing the scale of fruitfulness and breakthrough that God wants to bring, that we deep down desire because the God ethic is connected to our fasting and prayer? James seems to say this in chapter two, that faith without works is dead, just as the body without the spirit is dead. And what were the works that James was talking about in chapter two? Very similar to this God ethic that we see in Isaiah 58, feeding, clothing, reaching out to the poor. So I think that when we blend almsgiving like Cornelius in Acts 10, when we blend almsgiving and prayer together, it is a special heightened kingdom dynamic That brings a scale of breakthrough and answer that we would not otherwise see. Cornelius became the portal, if you will, of the gospel of the kingdom coming into the Gentile world and the Holy Spirit being poured out on what some scholars would call the second Pentecost in Acts 10 upon the Gentile believers. Leonard Sweet has a word, I'm not sure if he coined it or just uses it. Knowing him, he probably coined it glocal, the combination of global and local. The word is glocal, G-L-O-C-A-L. It means to be locally based, locally rooted, locally aware and engaged, but also globally outbound, globally aware as a Christ follower and globally engaged in prayer And in prayer born activity, God says in Genesis chapter one, the cultural mandate that man is created in his own image, male and female. And God blessed them and said, listen to these five words, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, which means to cultivate it and release its latent potential and have dominion, exercise dominion on behalf and under God's sovereignty. Jesus said in Matthew 28, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. There it is, geopolitical, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching these new disciples to obey everything I've given you. And be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. This is what we could call commissioned Christ following. It's known as the great commission. And I believe it's related to the cultural mandate in Genesis. Let's pray together. Father, we embrace your view of things, your worldview, your view of us and our involvement and engagement in your world. This is my father's world as the great hymn says As we are born again in Christ, as we develop in Christ, as we are empowered by the Spirit of Christ, help us, Father, to not just be myopic in our faith, only concerned about our own lives. Help us to go beyond our community and even our local church. Yes, Lord, root us in a local company of believers and may we be engaged there, but may it be as it were Jerusalem. Samaria, even unto the ends of the earth. May our faith be outbound and globally orientated as well. May we be concerned, Father, about our international brothers and sisters in Christ. May we be concerned about the evangelization of the world and missions. May we be concerned about the gospel of the kingdom as light and salt and kingdom leaven Influencing for the good, not only our own nation, but the nations of others. Thank you, Father, that we are called to be geopolitical in our faith. To be concerned with geopolitical issues. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and those who dwell therein. Psalm 24, 1. Psalm 1, I think 15 and verse 16 the heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given, or translated, assigned to the sons of men. Father, thank you. Give us a big, a big eye, a big scale, a big way of thinking and doing things. May we accept our stewardship both locally and globally in Jesus' name. And Father, we repent to the extent that we've fallen short of your ethic in Isaiah 58. We repent and we pray that you would empower us to be transformed, to express your ethic, to position ourselves in prayer and belief where you can entrust greater fruitfulness and a greater scale of breakthrough. Father, we commit it all to you. We believe and receive in Jesus name. Can I encourage you to take this kingdom prayer dynamic into your personal prayer time and even into your connections with others in prayer? And here's an invite to explore another podcast I host, Jesus Smart, the podcast. Jesus is brilliant. He knows how this life works best. Simply search Jesus Smart on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other favorite listening options. Thank you for praying with me. Wild Ox Prayer, Untamed mighty prayer for culture, society, and the nations. For notes and more, watch for wildoxpodcast.com going live soon.